1: Kia ora everyone and welcome to this podcast. My name is Hannah Hagen. I'm a community organizer for Goeco and I run the Climate Action Hub. Uh, today we are going to be joined by three elected officials from different councils within the Waikato region to discuss local politics, climate action, and how you, our listeners, can get involved. Firstly, we will be joined by Claire St-Pierre. Claire has represented the Perongia District on the Waipa District Council since 2013 and has been the chair of the Perongia Restoration Group since it was founded in 2002. She is passionate about a number of things, but she is particularly focused on biodiversity, conservation and climate change. Secondly, we will be joined by Jennifer Nicholl, Jennifer wears a number of hats in the climate action space. As well as being a Waikato Regional Councillor, Jennifer is Chair for the Waikato Plans Climate Change Workstream and Manutaki for the Waikato Wellbeing Project. Her work has facilitated collaboration and greater action on climate since being elected in 2019. And finally, we will be speaking to Sarah Thompson from Hamilton City Council. Sarah was actually a known advocate for climate action before her campaign for council in 2019. As in 2017, Sarah took the New Zealand government to court for their inaction on climate. Since then, she has continued to fight for greater change, particularly as an elected official for the Hamilton City Council. We'll be discussing a lot about what you can do for climate action. So we'll be sure to include any links or videos that are discussed alongside the podcast. Let's get into it. Kia ora, Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Would you like to begin with telling us a bit about where you come from, who you are and the work
0: that you do? Sure, thanks so much. Kia ora koutou, Call Jennifer Nicole toko my name is Jennifer Nicol. I live in the beautiful Rahui Pōkika in Huntley, just north of Hamilton, but I've also lived in Hamilton uh, several years of my life, and Auckland, and Matar. and originally I actually came from Germany um, with my mum and dad nearly 30 years ago. Currently, um, and over the last couple of years, I represent the people and the voices of Kirikiri Roa, and one of the 14 councillors on the Waikara Regional Council, one of the four Hamilton seats. It's a role I absolutely love doing, it's a way of serving the community, dedicating my work time to climate action and also having a lifestyle that allows me to spend time with family and um, nurture our lifestyle block that we have to be more self-sufficient. When I was elected onto the council, my peers were kind enough to vote me into the position of looking after the climate action portfolio. So it's the first time that the regional council's ever had one. We set that up and I've been chairing the committee to get us started um, with some content to really learn about what we need to do and um, where to advocate and where to get collaborative action going. We've published a climate action roadmap just over a year ago. It was a discussion document, which um, lots of big businesses have said to us has been really helpful to just pull together what's happening with the Zero Carbon Act and in the context of the Waikato region in particular. We also, through the committee, guide our staff in what kind of work we need to do both in-house, so we look at the corporate emissions of the council. And also the bigger wider stuff of the whole region so that allows us to do some pretty amazing work that's coming up Uh, so pulling together a regional emission reduction plan and a regional adaptation plan and so the idea is that these will align with the national versions that are going to come out later this year it's been um, great having the committee that i think the winning factors this year so far has been that we have actually weaved climate considerations into all of the committees in council and that's been made possible by the fact that a lot of councillors were willing to go with that as well and that just shows how important it is to get councillors that want action in this space but sometimes there are things that you can't do through say the regional council you know they stick to their knitting and they um have their space that they play in and so whenever I get frustrated and want to do some more I, I work with the Waikato Plan Leadership Group um, Committee which also has a climate work stream which I co-lead with one of the other councillors from Waikato District Council the Deputy Mayor Axel Beck and also the Waikato Wellbeing Project so I'm mindful Hannah that you are on both of those as well uh, which has been really great and um, that's just been kind of my space for the last couple of years
1: always good to hear about the work that you do because there's so many spaces to work in and so many opportunities for climate action and you're right about needing councillors who want to continue to push for climate action um, to support you in the, the work that you're doing. Um, so definitely in a good position for me to ask you my next question because you've got that broad overview of Waikato which is um, where does Waikato go from here in terms of our emissions and the just transition?
0: Yeah, so for the Waikato, the um, biggest uh, slice of the pie of the emissions is in the agriculture space. It's um, nearly 70% of carbon equivalent, um, carbon dioxide equivalents, Um, most of that being methane, but um, that is obviously huge. And then we have the next biggest category that is transport, which is at about 16%. But the issue with transport is that that's been rising really quickly. It was something like a 30% increase in the last three years. Uh, So definitely need to work on that. And the next biggest one is energy at 13% of the region's emissions. So um, really, those are the big three. And with with agriculture, you've got currently, actually, there's consultation with farmers um, from central government and the industry partnership called Hewaka Ekenoa. And so we've been watching with anticipation to see how that's going, Uh, while also being really aware that uh, the markets that a lot of the agriculture industry sells into is also pushing for lower carbon uh, type products, which has been great because then those processes have been working with to drive farmers to reduce emissions as well. So sending that message from the market as well as from things like the Zero Carbon Act and then the Hewaka Economic Partnership. And then I'm really aware of the Regen Ag or Regenerative Agriculture Movement that's um, kind of building gradually and and is really exciting. So in the ag space, I feel like um, as a regional council, even though we'd often be quite uh, in there, quite a rural council uh, with a lot of the work we do and a lot of the area that we cover, but... um, yeah, it, it, there are just these other mechanisms at play that also are um, shaping that entire picture. So wherever the regional council can help in that space, we're really, really keen. But, um, but then something that we have a huge amount of influence on is the transport side. So that's the, the one that I believe needs tackling ASAP because it's incredibly convoluted. So um, I didn't really realise this before I was on council, but uh, the way that we fund um, land transport, so roads and all the districts and bridges and all the kind of upgrades that you get in infrastructure is is quite convoluted. And the way that we fund public transport with buses is also really convoluted. So uh, different councils collect money Uh, central government collects money and then we have to put together projects and the way that I have seen it be done currently with the way the legislation says it's supposed to happen it's just really hard to have one big overview and deliver a kind of something that works all together for a common goal and so I'm really um, quite heartened by the fact that the regional council is currently going out to all the district councils uh, to have a chat about how do we rate for these, what are your thoughts as our stakeholder, and can we organise ourselves amongst ourselves to be a lot more efficient in that way. And then we can really start delivering some amazing public transport and some incredible active transport infrastructure, like having decent separated cycle lanes, um, but a lot of that part is actually really contingent on Waka Kotahi and central government funding. And I'm sure you can talk about this a lot with um, other councillors from district and city council uh, about what that is all about. But ultimately, we need the funding to deliver this infrastructure. Um, because it's quite a big change to to suddenly go from spending a lot of your time on roads to to buses and active transport like walking and cycling and scootering and, and all that micro mobility stuff, uh, and and so I'm really really hopeful that the um, budget announcement this year should is announced to be on the 19th of May, um, well, which coincides with the national emission reduction plan, will. Um, release some funding for all of that public transport work. Uh, And then energy, well, we have a huge issue in regards to a footprint with the um, Huntley Power Station in particular. Over the past year, it's been like record levels of coal burnt um, to to keep the stability and the lights on while the um, river and lake levels have been really low with all the droughts we've been having. So it's kind of a reinforcing system the way we've got it Built up at the moment, but we do have is a whole lot of renewable energy already, and we as a region are actually really attractive for investing more renewable energy as well so from what I can see, we are behind and from where we should be of investing in that, but uh, we are aware that that can happen, and I believe our regional policy statement is very conducive to having people invest in that as well, so there's not so much a legislative barrier, it's just um, people, you know, getting going with um, putting this renewable energy in, and um, I guess I see that there's a lot of low-hanging fruit out there, that central government has has been, you know, slowly releasing money to get rid of small coal boilers um, in various institutions like schools and and, um, hospitals and stuff. And big businesses have a massive driver with the increasing cost of energy to get more efficient anyway. So that's really good. But um yeah, that's that's kind of the three big parts that I see. And and obviously we just need to have more urgency on all three of them to to get there in the time that we've been given by the scientists to make a big difference in this space.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, that's right. And like almost canvassing across Waikato, I mean- the part that Waikato Regional Council has to play in that as well. I mean, for the broader Waikato, it's obviously agricultural emissions that, um, con- uh, that are a massive proportion of our emissions at the moment. Um, but in Hamilton itself, it's transport is our most, but actually transport is, uh, our buses are funded by Waikato Regional Council. So our public, tran- or yeah, can- yeah. you know, it's it, like you said, Conv- convoluted so there's that need for the yeah obviously having different focuses and different areas for the council to work on and with um yeah agriculture being uh, a huge piece that um is really important for this region being like an agricultural region yeah so i guess that you know Rock regional council having those op- opportunities what opportunities does like local politics I know there's an election at the end of this year um pose for climate action
0: yeah so election time it seems and I mean I'm still pretty new to this uh, of paying attention a lot in election time uh but it's a chance to get the views of politicians on the table uh from what I can tell a lot of people really um struggle to get to know their politicians really well uh Especially in local government, uh, because really a lot of um, a lot of name recognition happens when people vote, but but and a lot of reading that blurb that you get in the pamphlet happens. Uh, but some, I mean, it's, it's just there's nothing quite like having a short conversation with someone. Or so I encourage people to get out there and do that. And if you have that conversation and bring up climate action the need to do something about climate change or in what area then that will send a pretty strong signal to that person that's asking for your vote that that is something you're into and so when it comes up at the council table I'll be like oh some people are actually really into this and they'll be you know quite likely to keep expanding their views in that area to learn because it's pretty complex and um and look at working on that. So never underestimate just a quick conversation with a local government or sexual government politician. Uh, I've been surprised, actually, how few people have spoken to me about it ever since we formed the committee. Uh, but that's all right. I know that it's important to do. And so that's what we've been doing. Uh, But, yeah, it's a chance where media is paying attention as well. So if you can get the narrative out there on um, climate change and what needs to happen, that's really helpful as well because I think climate action as a word still needs a bit of demystifying for a lot of people. And um, like before I mentioned, you know, it's got a lot to do with our food system, our transport system and our energy use. Um, Waste comes into play um, some of the times you know, um, at a lesser level for us regionally, but a really big level for, say, the district and sea councils because a lot of what their work is is to collect waste and do the right things with it. So uh, just take the opportunity of this year where people are um, head up and listening and out there talking um, as opposed to the other couple of years where they're kind of head down, bum up, and trying to get to know policy and making decisions and finding their way. Yeah,
1: and um, we've discussed this before with um, with Claire, who was just on, that um, there's local council, local politics response to the mandate of legislation from government, but they also respond to the mandate that the community provides them, as you were saying, like just having people who's making it clear that no, this is something we're really wanting is hugely beneficial to Huge. um, those who are elected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, politics itself is a notoriously difficult s- space, especially when it comes to campaigning. So how do you continue to remain hopeful, you know, fighting for climate action in that space?
0: I'd say um, it's it's definitely the people that I see who either are working in climate action spaces themselves or because they're obviously hugely passionate and um and, and in there for, for reasons that are so much bigger than beyond themselves, uh, for their community, for their children, for um, biodiversity, all the things that they love, that they want to um, preserve on this planet. But but then it's also people in general. Um, so like you were saying, that local government can be a difficult space, uh, but there it's filled with really professional people um, a lot of the time. And I'm, I'm talking about our staff, especially, who are um, so committed to, to doing a good job for the community to have their voice on things. And, and what I see there is that we have all the knowledge and the skills to get things done. Um, it's just a matter of kind of getting all the ducks in a row or all the fish swimming in the same direction. And so, yeah, that's where for climate action, that's the piece that I see needs to happen. So I spend a lot of my time just connecting people, connecting ideas, getting them working on the same thing rather than duplicating. Um, but then uh, a big part that's kept me hopeful as well is is getting that chance to see the big picture uh, because I can imagine it's pretty scary um, to hear things like, you know, these eight years that the world has to make a huge difference still to keep below 1.5 degrees. And and it is really, really scary because I, I don't know if um, there are you know enough things happening but you see people really dedicated and you see skills out there that are really um highly skilled and and you can see that it's possible and so when when i get to uh spend time in the space and learn about everything that's going on you do get a bit more hopeful because you see the intention behind it as well and the people that are doing the the mahi Uh, but i would very much say there aren't enough people working on it yet Um, i'd I'd resource the hell out of it to make sure it gets done in time right And so the urgency isn't really felt by enough people yet, but it's definitely rising. Um, and then seeing things happen at multiple levels is also really exciting. So once upon a time, there'd just be a f- you know a few pockets of things happening, but when you see it rolled out across the whole council or when you see, that central government finally is is doing a lot of work with the Zero Carbon Act and everything that that um, rolls out I suppose and then you see that regional council is working on it um, as of the last couple of years really actively, that's really cool can't believe that we weren't working on this really actively before that but never mind Um, and so then you see others like um, from the city and district councils the more local kind of authorities and they've got uh, work streams you know well underway for example um, Hauraki District Council um, published their Zero Carbon Promise which is an amazing document and I know that Waikato District Council are just about like they've um, hired a position to drive this work that has just um, got them yeah running now which is great and then I see um, my colleagues like you're interviewing um, who are really, really passionate as well. So that's that's cool. And then I see from the world I used to come from where I was an environmental manager in a large organization, I now see more environmental manager and social uh, sustainability, corporate sustainability type roles out than ever before. So I know that there's a lot happening in the big business space. Um, I have been worried about the small medium enterprise space. And so um, there's actually a work stream happening to get something going in the Waikato to get people upskilled, to um, deliver climate assessments for small businesses and um, action plans you know for for hopefully quite an affordable price um, because I'm very mindful small and medium enterprises don't always have enough time or people or you know, don't have a lot of other barriers but but they make up 98% of our uh, business community and so We can't leave them behind and we don't want them leaving us behind either. So, so that's been really great to, you know, start the wheels moving to get something happening in that space. And then you see um, central government giving funding like to schools and, and DHBs and so forth to transition. And obviously, there's there's the Invera schools work and the community groups and the NGOs working on it and individuals caring. When you you know you see that, and it's just cool when it comes together. So, yeah, that's how I'm staying hopeful. <laughs> it, While it, doing it, it, all the great things like you know good sleep and good food and
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that balance. No, it is a great space to work in because people are so passionate and actually. Um, it's phenomenal what people are doing and have done in the past that you just don't know about and one of the best we know the best ways to remain hopeful is to um, to do something make it feel like you are contributing as well so is there anything coming up from a council perspective that would be useful for our listeners to know about?
0: Uh, Yep I can um, mention a range of things just because I've just been thinking about this earlier today of what's Coming up, so, um, I mean, nationally, um, keep an eye on the National Emission Reduction Plan being announced sometime in the middle of late May. or middle. Yeah, and because that'll be pretty massive for our economy. Um, huge amount of um, opportunity with that check out what local councils are doing so you can just bring them up or send them a message and say what are you doing on climate action and you might get you know some information or you can contact the councillors that are um, kind of interested in that space Uh, so for example with Hamilton City Council the um, Environment Committee that um, Councillor Martin Gallagher chairs and Councillor Sarah Thompson is a deputy of uh, that one is a good one to follow if you're in Hamilton but I know you know other councils um, you can also see what they're up to. Uh, The regional council itself is doing some consultation um, I think it's like mid to end of March and so I'll try and be a lot more active on social media this coming year as well get that um, engagement going for the regional coastal plan because Um, I imagine most people haven't heard of the regional coastal plan a whole lot, but um, it is meant to be reviewed every 10 years, but it's actually now closer to 20. So it's literally a once in a generation almost, but shouldn't quite be, um, opportunity to have a say on some really massive policies that will provide our marine environment and our coastal environment some more protection um, because there's some really big carbon sinks, uh, you know, bigger than forests sometimes in that space, whether that be, you know, seagrass or um, kelp or, or shells. And so uh, that's something that um, will be really cool to get some consultation um, activity on and submissions for. So um, that'll be available It'll be advertised um, through a variety of means, but it's on the regional council website as well under regional coastal plan review. And other than that, I'm I'm just really excited that you've set up this um, climate action hub so that you're meeting monthly on the last Friday of every month um, at GoEco and, and online, obviously, sometimes when we have to. Uh, and there's a Climate Connect online networking event happening on the 24th of February, uh, in the evening early evening which um, we can probably put a link into the notes I imagine and you've already advertised and then there's the Waikato Climathon that's meant to be happening as well in late March early April so that's one where you could um, come along as an individual or as a team and and have a bit of fun over a few days or or the main ideathon to contribute to the five challenges that they've laid out, which are the obvious categories, like the three I listed before, um, to get engaged with and meet, mingle with some other people that are really into this space. And um, lastly, we did have um, the University of Waikato uh, COP26, the Conference of the Parties 26, at at the start of November online event. And so there were some panels and that website is actually still up on the events Waikato University um, page under UN Climate Conference COP26 Waikato. If you Google that, that will be quite easy to find as well. And and that's just got some cool uh, local voices on the topic of climate change to kind of have it engage with. And from that, I'm hoping, and this is very early days uh, still and a work in progress, but it would be really great to have um, some kind of conversations happening with the university as a venue in future as well, all around climate as well. So there are more things to get involved with than ever before, which is really, really cool. And I'm looking forward to it, yeah.
1: Yeah, lots happening, especially this year Um, An election year is always quite exciting actually thank you so much Jen for um, joining me today and for sharing your time and ideas and wisdom I know you're a busy person so I do really appreciate it Um, yeah no thank you
0: thank you so much it's been really great to have a chat with you and just get to share some of that work
1: uh, thank you ev- to everyone for listening or watching this podcast. Um, if you'd like to get involved with anything that was suggested by our guests, um, any links or videos will be made available alongside this po- podcast. Uh, alternatively, if you're wanting to know how to get involved or even have an idea of your own, uh, you can contact me via email at hannah at envirocenter.org.nz. Um, To keep up to date with any more opportunities or with the Climate Action Hub, you can follow our Instagram at Climate Action Hub or on GOECO's Facebook. Um, The Climate Action Hub is a GOECO initiative that facilitates collaboration, hope and engagement with climate action. Uh, We host an event on the last Friday of every month. This podcast is the Climate Action Hub's February event, but you can also check out our October and November events on our Instagram page at Climate Action Hub. Um, we're also always here to support any member of the community regarding anything to do with climate action. Um, once again, a massive thank you to Claire, Jennifer and Sarah for joining me today. I really appreciate you sharing your time and ideas with us, as well as your ongoing passion and enthusiasm for climate action. Um, nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā, koutou, tēnā kato.